0: Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. We are going to be discussing today the impact that inflation is having on our farmers. We're even going to be talking about the recent death of over 2,000 cattle in Kansas. And here today is Stephanie Nash. She's going to be speaking with us about what's going on in the farming industry and what americans need to know before we get started with that interview here's a word from our sponsors face the facts is sponsored today by Holy hydrogen head over to holyhydrogen.com click on their research tab and find all of the benefits that molecular hydrogen has for the body to heal you from the inside out From helping with the diagnosis of cancer to Alzheimer's, arthritis, weight gain and infertility, molecular hydrogen can help you. Find out more at holyhydrogen.com. Use promo code APRIL at the checkout to save $100 off an at-home hydrogen system. Face the Facts is also sponsored by MyPillow.com. When you shop and use my promo code APRIL at the checkout, you'll receive an additional savings up to 66% off of high-quality Made in America products. Just go to MyPillow.com, use promo code APRIL at the checkout. Now let's get right into today's interview with Stephanie Nash, the owner and family member of Nash Family Creamery, located in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're a busy lady. Uh, When you're not doing interviews, you're taking care of the cows. And tell us a little bit about what a day looks like for you um, as a dairy farmer
1: yeah so my main job is our calf and heifer program for those that are watching that means i take care of the babies and anybody up to uh you know the age that they're going to get pregnant and start producing milk um so for me i manage a lot of our you know programs there and also we sell our own cheese so i manage that as well going out talking to people to carry our products. And then it's also harvest season and farmer market season. So we're always trying to get out and communicate and educate the public about where their food comes from.
0: So this is such an important topic. And I'm, by the way, I'm so excited that uh, we got to meet at the Turning Point Young Women's Leadership Summit. I think that was phenomenal that you traveled all the way from Tennessee to come to this event in Texas. And There's nobody else like you right now, Stephanie. You really are a diamond in the rough speaking about actually why our food supply is so important. And Stephanie, it's something that most people have no concept of. The only concept they have is, well, when I need something, I just drive to the grocery store and get it. So can you please put things in context for uh, people living in the city, people who have never been around a farm and they don't understand that decisions that are being made right now are going to start affecting them, uh, you know, down the road as it pertains to you. Go ahead and tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't realize where the food at the grocery store actually comes from. You know, we have gotten away from fresh milk being brought to the front porch or, you know, families being able to raise their own and harvest it to support their families. You know, we really do rely on big corporations and big grocery stores in the United States. You know, if you go to other countries, they really rely on on the family farmer, on the rancher, um, and they do a lot of trading with products because they know the importance of smaller family farmers and ranchers over in other countries and labeling systems and how important it is to uh, keep their food in their own country. And that's something that I think the United States is missing. And so people that going to the grocery store, um, I think rely on you know a little bit of social media too much, some of those big influencers um, trying to say what is healthy and what is not. And that's kind of something that I educate on my platforms? Why are we not listening to the family farmer rancher when they are producing and providing the food? We're easily swayed to listen to a nurse and a doctor, but when it comes to, you know, what's in our actual products, we tend to, you know, listen to celebrities or big government more, even though they're not the ones growing our food. So I think in, in that perspective, you know, we're definitely missing the education that we could have from our rural communities.
0: You're exactly right. And one of the things that you have your hand light on, you know, your hand on every day, of course, you guys are dairy farmers. Uh, but this is a huge issue. Just last week, thousands of cattle were just reported dead. The media is saying that it's due to the heat um, from a farmer's perspective. I'd love to hear this from you. Uh, Because, you know, it's hot a lot of other places, too, throughout the country, especially here in Texas. We've had record temperatures. We haven't seen that happening to our cattle here. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, on my platforms, everybody's been asking me all week long and I said, you know, I need to sit down and have some conversations. And um, while I'm not a beef farmer, I am a dairy farmer and I know cattle. I've been raised around them my whole life. I'm very hands-on on on our farm and I do realize, you know, when sickness comes and when weather changes comes, that is hard on any livestock animal. Um, But, you know, losing 2000 at one feedlot site is very rare. Um, You know, Kansas is the top three beef producer in the United States. They, you know, have over 2.4 million head of cattle in the state alone, and it's a big, um, you know, production state for where our beef comes from. Um, and so, you know, while I'm not a vet and, uh, you know, while I am not in Kansas myself, I would like to ask some questions. Well, what were the cattle fed the week leading up to their deaths? Um, Were they transported from another farm? Was there heat stress before they got to that farm? Um, Kind of what was the water availability? Americans don't realize how much drought is going on in our country, how much water allocation is being taken from our family farmers and ranchers and being put into the cities so city folks can have green lawns. Well, you know, if you have a green lawn, it doesn't matter um, if our food supply is in jeopardy. And so going back to, you know, to the Kansas situation and what a crisis it was, is there's a lot more to just heat index and high humidity stress. There's there, there's a different age between cattle, you know. Um, and in the livestock industry, even when we do get a sickness on our dairy farm, it's, you know, some of the healthier calves kind of fight off that sickness and the weaker calves die off. And so it's really rare to me. And I really I don't believe that you can lose 2,000 at one feedlot site. Um, so I would really like to ask some more questions about. You know the days leading up to, um, you know what happened in Kansas.
0: Yeah, it definitely needs to be investigated, Stephanie. Another thing that I think uh, a lot of farmers are beginning to speak out, uh, but I'd love to hear it from you as well, is the cost of the feed. Have you have you seen that just rise exponentially over the last year?
1: Yeah, it's been you know really straining on us as a dairy farm and. Most people don't realize we've lost over 45,000 dairy farms since 2003. And so if you're not producing and growing your own crops, you're having to pay an outrageous amount um, for everything. You know, we as a dairy farm have leased more land this year. Um, We're planting more corn ourselves, so we don't have to outsource as much feed. Um, You know, farmers are making strong decisions as well to supplement their cattle with different kinds of minerals and vitamins and whatever else they might be able to get locally. You know, California, a big thing for us was, you know, we got the old vegetables. It was a great um, source to have for the cows and um, you know, again, going back to that drought situation and, and feed availability, it's really hurting farmers across the United States. There's less marginal crops being planted. There's less um, farmers or ranchers in the United States because they're going out of business. Um, so, looking towards the future, I think that's a topic that we should take seriously. We don't talk about agriculture enough. We don't talk about family farmers or ranchers enough. Um, you know, the Biden administration continues to say, well, we can get it from other countries. Well, the American people shouldn't want to. Get their food from other countries.
0: You're exactly right, Stephanie. And, you know, your voice is such a bold uh, breath of fresh air. You know, this is a topic that you're exactly right, needs to be discussed more often. And I hope that you will come back on our show and discuss um, as things uh, progress. And certainly we want to send people to your farm. Tell us a little bit. You're located near Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Tell us a little bit about your farm really quick, where people can find you.
1: Yeah, so Chapel Hill, Tennessee, I always say that it's an hour south of Nashville. So if you're visiting the honky tonks, it's not too far of a drive outside the city. Uh, We own a creamery, so we sell our own ice cream and our own cheese and local Tennessee products. And I also give farm tours to educate you guys about the dairy industry and kind of about our family and our love for agriculture. So you guys can find us at nashfamilycreamery.com.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us on Face the Facts and uh, God bless you. And we hope that you guys continue to just uh, be blessed and expand your business as well. It's so important what you're doing. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, April. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of Face the Facts. Make sure you share this with at least three friends and family members. And thanks again for your support right here on Real America's Voice.